Welcome to Honest Retail, the weekly podcast that dishes out the truth about the latest news, trends, and blunders from the CPG, consumer, and retail industries. Now, here are your hosts, Cameron McCarthy, Taylor Foxman, and Carlton Fowler. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Honest Retail. Excited to be joined, as always, by Taylor and CJ. Uh, t- CJ, I got I got big-timed by Taylor at, at Expo East this week. She, <laughs> she, she was on the phone. I saw her in person. She gave me the a quick hug and then kind of like a finger like I'm on the phone, and then I, and then I didn't see her again. <laughs> well, you know. Would you be... Isn't that typical? What else would you expect? I guess is the question. <laughs> she's, a, she's a GP. She's a GP now, so she just um, yeah, just doesn't so have time. Very yeah. busy. Taylor, you, you're, you're gonna get in on you're gonna get in on Cam's safe note now that you're a GP. Guys, guys, I'm still learning the ways of venture through you, CJ. She's, I she's, she's booking her summer slowly. next year. Yeah, slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like first Let's things go on, first. Send me your deck. First yeah. things first. Yeah, first things first, I gotta be in I gotta be in you know the, the Greek islands all of next summer. Right. That's that's step one. I did I will say I did I the only thing I texted Cam after I saw him is my oh my I my oh my I forgot how tall you were. I'm not even like that tall. I must just come off very you short on so- Zoom. <laughs> maybe everyone maybe everyone at expo was really short i don't know i like looked over cj and he's like it's me and i'm like it's you and i'm like i can't talk but then i like tried to hug him but then i i like was thinking about it five minutes later i'm like my oh my is he really tall or everyone at expo was very short i haven't decided it's probably that i just see him on a video camera every week so i think that you're the size you're the height of the video <laughs> yeah, I've got my camera like shooting downwards, so it's like he's it's, tall, guys. He's married, but he's good looking and tall. It's Anyone's a perception not looking, thing. He's not <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, how'd you how'd you enjoy um, how'd you enjoy Expo? Um, I didn't really. I was like sequestered to stairwells the whole time and taking calls in bathroom stalls, which is really attractive. Um, no, I my guess my question for conferences. I don't, you know, I'll ask a, like a just one question for the group is like. Is it that difficult? I know this is like the last expo, what East or whatever, and you guys will, will talk about that too. You probably have more thoughts, but like general commentary on expos, expos in general, why are they not grouped by whether it's community driven brand or by salad dressings? Or I saw the Germany station, you know, Germans are very efficient. They're like, here is Germany. This is the booth. So why do they, maybe you guys can answer this question for me because other than a pamphlet that's al- alphabetically listed, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I once in a while see like merging brands in different like areas, pavilions, but for the most part, they kind of like keep all these companies all over the place, which to me is not the best use of everyone's time. But I didn't see like a ton. I saw a lot of frozen stuff that I thought was cool. Tons of beverages, a lot in the like, you know, better for you alternative. I saw a lot of mushroom elixirs, a lot of non-alks, um, a lot of like recreations of current foods, like pancake batters that looked really good that like squeezable pancake batters and new versions of like pancakes and waffles. So my take is I saw a lot of cool frozen stuff, you know, spins on nostalgic foods, which we've talked about before, a lot in the beverage space on the non-alk side, uh, but my general, Frustration was just the fact that I have no clue how to make it through those types of things. I don't have the time to go through every aisle, so I don't know what to do. 
it's not a big it's not a big kind of the job <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not that big of a show <laughs> yeah, what do you do for west i've never been remember oh uh, you would be you were just like wasn't it so overwhelming you said it was like wow it's a lot it's a lot more yeah. than a east. I can use I can hit like Expo East if I'm like diligently walking in like three hours. But like it's if I'm like, you know, there's like a lot of people there and stuff and you get torn in different directions, it's kind of difficult. But um yeah, I thought it was like it was like a good show. It was like a little depressing because like they obviously like announced like the day of, which we can all debate like the timing of that announcement. Like that was weird. Yeah, that they were sunsetting it. So um and then they're doing something in like um like Augusta or some somewhere in Georgia um, next year. So um, yeah, that was kind of interesting. Um, I got, I got like, <laughs> I got a little yelled at cause I, I left, like I packed up our booth on Friday night. So I was, it's, I got a little slap on the wrist for that. Um, but it was, uh, it was a good show. It was good to see everybody. Um, my kind of takeaways were, I had like a kombucha, like on the, like towards the end of this, the day too. And I was like, wait, like, I think this is the only kombucha booth I've seen. And I talked to the guy and he's like, no, there's like two others here. And I was like, that's kind of crazy. Cause I feel like it's usually just like a kombucha fest at, at any expo. So I don't know <laughs> if we're seeing like a slight downturn in kombucha. kombucha? Yeah. I don't know if we've, peaked, <laughs> if we've, if we've peaked, but it was like kind of crazy to see, like there was just no kombucha brands. And I thought that that was like super interesting. Um, there was a whole aisle of non-alk, um, which was kind of cool to see them like grouped together, uh, like lots of good brands there. Um, and then you kind of saw like, um, like kind of like the, the same like cast characters you usually see. I really like the Amazon booth. I think that was like kind of a cool like booth concept. You don't see like a lot of like the higher end booths at Expo East versus Expo West, but I thought that was a, like a clear kind of winner, um, like for, for best booth, like Sanzo was a great booth and a few others, like Ryan was really cool. Um, but yeah, I was like, for some reason, like my takeaway was like kombucha, <laughs> like I was just like black and kombucha. And then one of the coolest products I had was the, uh, they were, they were called walking tamales, which it's like a corn bar that like, it's basically like a savory tamale, like in a little like pouch that you heat up. Um, and I thought that was like a really solid product and our whole team, like really enjoyed them too. So those were, those were a few of my takeaways. I have, I have one company that I really, really like that I got to meet on site. Um, so the company is called life cider. Uh, apparently they're at BevNet. I've, I've been talking with JP, the founder for like six months now. I, they rebranded for just in time for Expo East, but Life cider is just, it's delicious. Um, it's like apple cider vinegar beverages. I don't even like apple cider vinegar. Like I've never been one of those people that have ever taken shots of it, drank it, anything like that. I just, I love what he's building. I think he's like one of the most like vivacious founders I've met in years. He just seems really approachable, understands the space, brought in some really big players to help bring it to life. It's coming to market now. And it's obviously like digestion focus, health, healthy digestion it says it's like or i'm on their site like organic apple cider vinegar locally sourced honey immune boosting vitamins whatever and then lemon juice but i just really like it i was anticipating something super bitter polarizing and he has just these flavors are so good the one that i liked was like pineapple coconut um i don't know i really liked it so i just wanted to call that out before i forgot oh, that was cool we'll try it yeah, it's really good. I feel like there was like a lot of like drinking vinegars like a few years ago. Um, and now it's like uh, I haven't seen too many 
um, recently. The one product that I tried outside of Expo East, I'm a big like Koa fan. The like protein, the protein drink, and they have they just like launched like cereal milk line of protein Ooh. drinks, and it was actually it was pretty solid. I, I always like wow. everything that they do on their end. Um, CJ, I've, I know I've, you. I've oh, seen more, more and more people like posting on Twitter being like, what is this dark magic on the uh, the core power Fairlife's? Been like, how could this thing possibly taste? Oh, this? yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Like this instantly is going to like kill you or something if you drink too many of these. Like there's got to be some sort of like hidden unearthed ingredient inside of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a bit much. I uh, I had I had big FOMO um i was i was out at some other meetings but was uh was wishing i was at expo east but i did try a coconut colt last week i was just with daniel fairman this morning we were just talking about coconut colt he loves that, that he, brand too cool. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he um <laughs> my, my favorite yeah. part about fairman is like is his like, there's just there's not a lot of subtlety in the man like like <laughs> like just straight text like have you heard of coconut cult i was like yeah <laughs> look at these numbers i was kind of like you can ease into that man uh, but but anyways yeah, i've talked uh, to their team before i think it's really cool i am um, let me just put it this way respect the fact that they felt it necessary on the package and like all over the website to be like hey man the first time you eat it like maybe only like one spoonful one spoonful one yeah spoonful. yeah um i did i i was like fuck this of course i'll be fine i'll eat a couple you know i'll eat like half this container um whoa man uh, you know i i definitely repopulated my 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 gut biome that's for sure um they was, did they like they like changed ownership like a year ago or two years they brought in like another ceo or something right did they i have no idea i, I feel mean, like I mean, they did i um you know they're, they're kind of like the the quintessential you know at that price point and being yeah. like dc heavy yeah. they're kind of like the quintessential you know are you a functional like food as medicine product or are you a you know a, a fast moving consumer good um but I, I my understanding is they're coming out with some some single serves that that start to get the price point under control it tasted delicious um i'm just like they're just uh i i heavy heavy warning to everyone they're not fucking around with the only eat once one spoonful to begin with they're <laughs> <laughs> flushed um yeah. yeah no it was uh it was a good show though i'm excited for expo east uh taylor you didn't make it to the party either there's a lot to go over to, with you outside of the uh the podcast taylor we got like uh like we were really for five seconds like, at Expo what, East was, just wasn't enough. How was the party? It was good. It was good. Yeah. We were like competing with a ton of events, but we had like close to like 500 people show up. So it was, uh, what? it was a good time. We like, why, everyone, why does my presence matter? You know, everyone, like I'm, everyone likes ping pong. So it's, uh, it's, it was a good time. And, uh, Philly's like a good venue. Cause like Anaheim, although like Expo West is like awesome. It's like, a bit of a, a Big, wasteland yeah. of like yeah. Anaheim is just kind of awful. Um, and so it's like the party venues aren't great. It's like the after hour stuff is like kind of limited. So like Expo West is, is great, but like the, the area isn't great. Um, I saw a bunch of people who had kind of FOMO, a lot of brands posting um, and like a lot of brands posting, like, you know, even though you feel bad, like, don't worry, like expos and trade shows like are, are kind of like, nothing really that your brand like needs to be at like just worry about like cash true. and stuff like that that's i wanted to open up that conversation because like yeah. i i do think like you leave with like a palpable 
like sense of excitement when you leave those things now whether like there's an actual tangible roi off of it like isn't is is something like you a brand should really do a deep dive in but like yeah cj i guess for you like what 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 are your thoughts and like i mean i I saw a handful of posts like that like um last week i'm just kind of wanted to get your idea of it i I think it's uh (laughs) i i I, I don't want to be too generalizing here but you know there there are there are some folks who have succeeded without the 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 big conferences um and obviously if, if you're super d to c heavy um you, you know you're, you're it's not as important but the flip side to that is i would say like if you have the skill set and the team to be effective there which is exciting consumers exciting buyers exciting uh, investors you probably have a skill set and team to be successful overall right i mean so it's like you know you know anybody who's successful there tends to beget more success and i'll, and I'll just kind of leave it at that like and, and, and people are writing posts like you don't need to well you know maybe they don't need to um or maybe they just can't yeah i think it's also to just understand what kind of business you're trying to grow right like there's no yeah. issues with like a lifestyle kind of business and i get i get that term can seem condescending to some people that are out there building their business but it's like if you're building your business quickly taking in you know, VC capital and building it to to sell eventually, like being at those shows, meeting future acquirers, meeting more investors, uh, meeting future like team members and just kind of being out there. Like um, I do think it's invaluable if you, if you treat it the right way, for sure. Yeah. Taylor, I, was thinking about, oh, I was thinking about the other day, the, the, the idea of um, starting the lifestyle business. And I was like, Hey, wait a second. Like, by the way, mm-hmm. the firm is a lifestyle business. So like I've got <laughs> a problem with starting the lifestyle business. <laughs> Taylor, what what are, what are your thoughts on kind of like um, like the ROI of those events and and brands feeling like put off by it sometimes or the costs associated? I think I think doing a booth is not always necessarily the move, in my opinion. Like I've always been of the mind frame, like every person that I've ever advised, like I always assume they have not a dollar to spend. So I always think about like ways that we can leverage whether like it's a locally based company, like can you do some form of like come join us on a crawl around our city or is there an account close by? Can you provide fucking book? Pardon my French. Sorry, I first to edit that out. But um, can you provide things like water bottles, subway ticket? I don't know, just like be around, network, but also like be a resource for some of these potential stakeholders that you have. Like, I think a lot of times people don't really think about like what's in it for them. So like for someone like, I don't know, CJ's walking around and they want to talk to CJ. Like, CJ probably hasn't had water all day or like a sandwich, like go grab a sandwich, give him a sandwich. I'm not saying like, you know, he's like God or anything, but like if he's someone yeah, that's feed, an interesting- Feed CJ, I'm, I'm all feed, for feed, 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 yeah. feed the beast, you know, like yeah, feed the, yeah. So I think like if you could allocate, and what is that? 30 bucks, right? Versus $15,000 for a booth. Like I'm not saying that there isn't power to having a booth. Like I've worked with hundreds of brands. Like I see the power of like having- a sampling opportunity, right? That's more consistent where you have a booth, people come by. But honestly, like I would go out there and like have targets of people. And I'm not saying it's not a very, very saturated moment in time to try to talk to these people, but I would focus more on like less on spending on a booth, but more on trying to like get, if you can, whether it's like walk with these people, give them some food, talk to them while they're walking, get coffee, schedule meetings, coordinate a pop-up, so everything in and around it, I'm for. I just, sometimes it's hard to rationalize spending money on the booth itself. That's all. It just seems really, really expensive most of the time. Yeah, they were like, uh, they weren't giving away, giving them away, but I think they were like under, I think 
some some people got tabletops for a thousand i heard and some people got like boosts last minute signups for like 4500 3500 so they were definitely just trying to like fill space towards the end of this i think a lot of people were like expo east getting closed is like a sign of expo west like it's like if anyone's been to expo west anytime recently like it's it's not going anywhere um but i think uh yeah just picking the ones that are best for you um and not kind of like what yeah, every I think, single I think one. You called out correctly like brands are going to start to say well wait a second this is not that hard of an roi calculation like you know did i get some sales what are those and and what are those sales divided by my booth costs yeah did (laughs) you did you net one retailer like you know and not even like a major like a mid you know like is this mid-market retailer going to order four times this year it's it's like it's pretty um and again just like being out there meeting people i just think it's it's what about nice for, for we stock like how do you how do you measure the roi on it uh, i mean expo east we like because it's, it's less busy right so i feel less bad about bugging people <laughs> so um yeah we always try to be like super mindful um because i've been on the brand side of things and like been sold like you know, I was like, get delighted by like people are coming up trying to sell us chickpeas like all day, and it's like I'm here to sell to retailers. So we try to like just quick greet, um, grab the card, and follow up after. We know we're not going to close any business like actually at the show, but yeah. usually like our best months are are after, um, like trade shows. So it's it's good for us and um, it allows us to kind of chat. And it was cheaper for us to get a booth this year than like buy ten tickets. But we also treat it as like a company retreat so it was the first time the whole company since 10 full-time employees like were able to be together so we just kind of you know viewed it as that um more than more than like a a lead event for us so um it was good well one i know we're almost like we we probably won't get to any topics today just talking about expo ease but i think the the one booth or thing where i was kind of like oh shit like this is gonna be pretty cool was there was there was the instacart booth um and i stopped by and talked to their team for a while but they had this demo but basically i mean you think about instacart um like they're they're going after like i've been talking it looks like they're kind of going after range me and some of the other discovery platforms that are out there i mean essentially they have they're now allowing you as a brand that sells on instacart to basically create what they call a sell sheet but it's more of like a profile than a sell sheet and essentially it's all the information on your product. And then underneath that is your Instacart data underneath it. So like, how are you selling and other Instacart approved retailers? So other Instacart retailers can basically search Instacart for products that they don't carry yet and then see how you're selling and other retailers. That's kind of um, awesome. Yeah. It's like, it's killer. Like, um, and it's actually bringing like data into the conversation. Um, and it's not just a two-sided marketplace where it's like, Hey, here's a bunch of brands, good luck looking at them and, and, you know, and reaching out to them. Um, I think like Instacart, like is really positioned to do well here. Um, and then you think about like, they also like this massive, um, you know, consumer network as well. So I thought that was a really cool, um, you know, kind of play on, on what they can do. Um, there's a lot of people in like the discovery space, but if you think about someone who can actually do it better and more actionable, I think Instacart is probably, someone to bet on for sure that's that's really interesting um but yeah that's kind of what stood out for me um let's kind of move into whatever topics we have time for no, um, let's have taylor introduce your fun like we, yeah we get, yeah like if we, we, we don't get what, the scoop if we don't get the scoop here 
Like then, then what are we chopped liver? So you put like, yeah, I mean, one of the things, one of the topics was all the new funds that are kind of coming out and kind of the dry capital that's, or kind of the, the dry powder that's, that's coming to the forefront for CPG brands. But Taylor, we saw you, you kind of announced some, some fun news. You want to share some more with us? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, that story went live quicker than expected. So that was the impetus for that post. Um, shout out to Gabriella who reached out. She's our, you know, we love Gabriella for modern retail. She reached out and she was doing a story on humble growth. Um, and their new fund and and had heard from me just a little bit kind of off the record a little bit about what we had gone on and asked if we can be included. So that was kind of like the soft launch there. Um, yeah, so pretty much I'm actually joining two groups. Um, the fund that is specific to CPG and food and beverage is going to be called Alethea. Um, that is started by a guy named Mike Warren. I met him actually, CJ, through Drinksmith. Um, about two yep. or three years back, he had invested, yep. I believe, in the business and uh, spun off on his own and, um, yep, just started his own endeavor, brought in a few other people. And uh, I, you know, they all, everyone kind of comes from similar but different backgrounds and industries. And so I, you know, kind of organically started just putting some interesting brands in front of Mike and, and the guys. And um, over time, that led to, you know, my formal involvement in the fund. Uh, so yeah, it's a new endeavor for me. And in terms of the fund itself, uh, we're looking to raise 50 million and uh, goal is to, you know, help within the earlier stage of primarily beverage, but let's say food, beverage, media, tech. Um, I think we're going to hone in more on beverage, particularly. You can obviously attest to all of you that even just staying in that space, there's ample amount of brands that need capital and support. Um, and so, yeah, so we're like going to technically announce the fund, um, I believe, over the next week or two. But yeah, it'll be focused on early stage brands across food and beverage, mainly above non-alk and alk, um, and uh, B2B and B2C. So some technology investments we're, we're getting involved with on the beverage side, some brands. And um, yeah, if you, you know, if people are interested in reaching out, please feel free to email me at, at taylorsindustrycollective.org. Um, and then I'll loop in, you know, my email on the Aletheia side. Um, and then I'm also joining as a junior partner in another fund that's a little industry agnostic, but some, you know, group of guys who have done very well in health and wellness and uh, yeah. And I, I'm excited about that too. So more to come there, but if anyone wants to talk about Alethea, I think most people that have early stage brand have some access to my uh, email address. So, <laughs> or reach out on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to help. What, uh, have you guys made any investments out of it yet? So, yeah, so Mike had made an investment in um, a group prior to the the whole company being formed called Kobe. They're out of uh, California. Yep, They're I like saw, a group I, I saw yep. those guys. Yep. yep. And then um, and then we have other partners. Um, Maker Wine was mentioned, um, who I advise. NBTV is a virtual technology company. So we're in the process of those uh, announcements as well over the coming few weeks um, in terms of our involvement with NBTV, which is like a virtual e-commerce company that does, you know, the different things, but technically it's like e-commerce for alcohol and they have a golf nation. So you watch a video as to like Cardi B taking whip shots and you could buy the bottle instantaneously. Um, and then they also have like whiskey of the month delivery kits. They do distribution. So, um, so that's on the tech side and the makers on the, you know, traditional, CPG side, um, and then a few more in the pipeline. So uh, I think we'll probably have somewhere between like four to six initial investments 
So yeah, it's exciting. And I've never been on that side of things. So I'm really looking forward to continuing to learn from, you know, people like you, CJ, and, and the groups that I'm joining, um, because I've always kind of been on the peripherals. So that's exciting. Very exciting. Well, um, yeah. we'll have to, we'll have to get in some deals together. Definitely. And absolutely. And the um, humble growth raise a lot of money. I don't know if oh, we want to transition well, into that, so, but that's so did, crazy. So did, uh, so did Ben. You know, that's, um, okay. those are, those are both big funds. That's I'm, I'm really interested to see how that works. Cause like I, I, it's hard to put a $40 million check to work. You gotta, you have a lot of conviction. You need um, to stay in business. But yeah, those, those, those are big entrants into the ecosystem. And like, you know, when, when you know, a lot of stuff that I do is try and track the capital flows, Cam, sometimes you kind of pointed out as like mergers and acquisitions, but like when you get a big exit that recycles a bunch of capital in the system. And when you get, two new funds like like um humble and and the one that ben's doing with the fidelity folks like that puts a lot of capital in the system and like marginal changes at at the edges have a lot more you know you know ripple effect than you think so i i i think i think that we are out of cpg winter and i i am i am officially calling cpg spring that doesn't mean it's all of a sudden going to turn into a rager but I think I think we're in CPG spring. Are we creating a summit, CJ, with all the, the time summit? that we have? Some uh, meeting of it, we've been talking about it. Some meeting of well, the like, meeting of the, the spring the, spring gala. Spring the, the, gala. The, the way I've been doing summits is like so. Like last year, I was like, I, like and and Cam, you'll 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 be getting the invite this year, where I just tell people I've rented a large house in X place. If you can get there. Please join, and 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 there will be food and other founders to talk to. <laughs> um, whereas, like 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 you know, when I think when other when other people do it, they probably do it a little bit more uh, uh, a little bit more hardcore as far as the the planning. But um, I'm not uh, I'm not a big planner. Really, what I'm looking for is a reason to be able to expense having Dan Carlin come and talk to a group of people um, from hardcore history. So, Cam better come we're gonna get we're gonna get dan carlin there i'll be there yeah let me know the let me know the place um i'm not a i'm not a fan i'm not a fan i wasn't invited because i probably wouldn't go anyway <laughs> <laughs> it uh it'll, it'll probably be in tahoe this year if you uh yeah if you're gonna twist my arm um yeah. i'll make it up um awesome well uh, again, we're testing that kind of shorter format, um, just a little bit with kind of our schedules and timing and stuff. Uh, this week was kind of more of a chat session and just kind of catching up than than anything, which is which is good. Taylor, uh, congrats and, and yeah, Taylor, that's too. awesome. Congratulations! I drive by hello next time I see you um, again, and uh, yeah, everybody have a great week, and we'll be back next week with another great episode. Awesome.